Hello, good evening, and welcome to Garblag Games. It's been a funny old couple of weeks with our schedule. We've been up and down like yo-yos, but here we are on Warhammer Wednesday for a little bit of the Bellerophon Index. Jim is going to be spending this session looking quite intently at that bottom corner of the screen because he's not really here. So don't be freaked out if he doesn't move, okay? Just pretend that he's trying to understand one of the rules that I don't. That would be all of them. Fortunately, joining me this evening are Warhammer expert and rules experts beyond compare. Um, let's go first to um, Simon, who's the farming expert. I am a, a great farmer. Uh, I can show you pictures. Uh, my asparagus is looking very good this year. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Julius Battle is uh, very excited because um, you know he's basically carrying around this this piece of uh, um, I don't know what you call it ancient tech, so to speak, um, that lots of people might try and kill him for. Um, he's thinking he might like you know set a trap and and tell everyone he's got it, and just to see what happens. It's not the worst plan I've ever heard from me yeah well even from you i have heard worse plans from you yeah. and some of them have paid off so i mean <laughs> there was that time when you rode up on your own to the outskirts of a castle and threatened them i did i i, I have a speech and everything in fact that probably exists somewhere yeah 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 speaking of people who are adept at making speeches it's dan m he still got his microphone off. That's why. I'm not sure. Well, I, I was a little taken aback by um, keen speeches, what with you know, not having done any, <laughs> and being rather mechanical in nature. Um, so hi, I'm Dan, and I will be um, playing Octavian C37, um, tech priest. C4, adept. but a much higher number. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, cybernetist and uh, specialist in where kind of body. And mechanics meet in one. Almost like a biologus. That's what I'm gunning for. Uh, and then there's my resident Warhammer expert, Dan M. Dan P. Even Dan Dan M's also a Warhammer expert, but Dan P is more of a Warhammer expert. <laughs> Many people would argue that I'm not, but you know, we'll, we'll go with it. I'll take the accolade right now for now. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Dan. I am playing uh, Sister Evelyn, who is, I think, the group's muscle at this point in time. I think that's that's well established at this point in time. Mm. Um, that's purely because she wears power armor and carries a very large bolt gun. And I think that just automatically makes her the, the shooty, hitty, hard one. Yeah, seems yeah. fair that you're definitely the muscle of the group. And then the secret brains of the group, though no one would admit <laughs> it. Is Aaron because he knows all the rules, <laughs> and he's playing someone else who's not the brains of the group. Not the brains of the group. Sakarez is a underhive ganger who is—he's uh, the richest he's ever been his entire life now because he's got a little bit of armor and he's got a monofilament knife, and he thinks he's on the gravy train coming to work for the Inquisition, except for the fact that he's fairly certain that uh, Father Majestus. Or Sister Evelyn may kill him at some point for some slight that he doesn't even understand, let alone the fact that since he's touched psychic abilities, his mind is beginning to expand and may very soon be, don't tell them, 
a witch. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Now, speaking of gravy trains and trains, that leads us to the end of the last session. Now, at the end of the last session, you had had a little bit of a scuffle inside a bar that very definitely didn't look anything like the bar from dusk till dawn that everybody noticed which is testament to my describing powers so at least i can take that uh, and you had a bit of a scuffle with some slightly lavender skin colored gentlemen of a, a hover bike gang who came in and caused some trouble rough roughing up uh praxis who was your contact for two more pages for the Bellerophon Index, the mysterious long lost biotech book that you've been set to track and find. Several of said slightly lavender skinned gentlemen escaped, one of whom was conspicuously carrying a sack containing the book and you blew him up and got the book. And then it turned out to be fake. And it was all rather embarrassing, but you had an idea where they were headed and what their plan was. You believe they were heading towards Hive Regless on Gilead Prime and that they were going to get in through the train entrance to the Hive. So there you are outside the Skull Bar. Just the five of you, six of you, because you've got your driver. So there, uh, uh, boss, uh, there, Mr. Mr. Battle, here, here's the other two pages that I said that uh, the Praxis gave, uh, gave me before he uh, mysteriously vanished. Um, and he said, uh, he said, we got to go to, uh, uh, you know, over to that regulus hive and go to like level 703 and contact the guy there who, who might be the name Votan or something like that. Uh, but he's into weird tech, so that may be a way to, to track him down when we get over there. But he, apparently he's the guy. He's the guy that knows where this space, space Hulk is. I didn't know this, but that's like a spaceship. But apparently that's where they found the rest of the book. And now is that right. enough? Is that enough for me to secure passage with you to this this new hive? I mean, I'm still um, on the payroll, right there, boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still on the payroll. Um, you, you've not been flamed to death yet, so. Hey, listen, the father's in prayer right now, so let's just let him stay in prayer, all right? He's yeah, got yeah, lots. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot to think about, and the flamer is off at the moment, so I think that's for the best for everybody. Yeah, yeah he's, he's had a busy night. Um, okay, well let's let's um let's get in the rig. We'll we'll head there. Um, we'll head to Regulus. 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 We'll head to Regulus. Um, and then uh, if we can set up some kind of communication so we can send a signal because I think we're too far out now, aren't we? Uh, I was doing something with the signal, wasn't I? Um, you sent yeah, a signal we, we to the, mid, yeah. You sent a signal to the other hive, the one where, yeah. with the other where the, the other inquisitor. inquisitor. Yeah. And that's not regulus. That's not regulus. That no. is the Gilead Primus Hive, I believe. Yeah, but if we send a message saying that that's where we're going, then that would be good. Wasn't she, he, they, 
Ordo Xenos. Then you you might want to notify her of potential Xenos encounter that we just had. <laughs> yeah, and that too. <laughs> um, well, Dan, do you want to do anything to check that? Valid point. I before, mean, before announcing that you've had a Xenos encounter, that's a valid point. So, scholar roll. Is that what you want me to do it on? Yes. Yeah, you could do it on scholar. I mean, I can't think what else it would be done on in terms of my skill wise. It would be, it would probably be something that I'd have to. Well, you have got a, a biolo, an almost biologus with you who could do an autopsy on one of them. Yes, there's that as well. I Which got three successes though. Option. I got three successes though. If you got three successes on a scholar roll, then you would know that the lavender skin tone is indication of a deep seated xenos uh, infection somewhere um, because it's a type of mutation that only appears three or four generations into a xenos infestation in an area so sister evelyn's going to look at julius battle and be like these are the gene stealer cult my order have fought them across many planets they find their way into the civilian population um i'm sure our biologists here could tell us more about the genetic nature of it but uh Yes, this would appear to be a Xenos threat on this planet. Okay. Hey there, sister. Uh, Xenos, that means uh, alien, right? That's, that's what you told me before? That is correct. So when, and what's a, uh, a gene stealer? Are they going to steal? I mean... Uh, the name is apt, ironically. The uh, gene stealers are part of a vast... It might explode your small mind to understand the greater dangers out in space um, but gene stealers make their way to planets um, and they infect I believe biologists correct me if I'm incorrect but they infect the DNA of the native species and over generations they gain control of those species at least that's my understanding of it. replacing it that so yes and that's how they find their ways into the underhives of the Imperium and it and and you're saying it makes you it makes you kind of purple or lavender like those fellas is? Eventually, the later generations, I believe. And that isn't that pretty obvious though. Once people start turning purple, tell me, would someone looking purple look unusual in the underhive? It's quite dark well, in the underhive, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, most of us are pretty pale in the underhive. I I I seen some people red and you know, uh, you know, beaten up bloodied and stuff. I'd never seen no purple person before. Well, these guys aren't particularly purple, the ones that you fought. They're, they've got a very, very faint lavender hue to their skin, but nothing much more than that. And you reckon if you didn't see them in natural light, it would be much harder to tell. Hmm. And the deeper hives, they are easy to blend in. They look oh. no different than you or I. <laughs> Sakar, Sakar kind of nonchalantly looks down at himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never know. <laughs> okay, Octavian. Sorry, um, can I send a signal? Did you want it to the order Sinos first? So basically, everyone we had before was dead. Is dead. So. So that's our now our new our, our new point of contact is this inquisitor. So um, that's kind of what we want to. We yeah. So I think we definitely need to send a signal before we go to 
the other hive. It's not that I'm distrustful of another order. It's just we already have our mission, and I don't think that we need to to be, you know, convoluting ourselves with other factions that are overly complicating the mission that we have. I think the problem is is that our Inquisitor is dead. Rodita Mendax. Yeah. All right. So, She's an Ordo Hereticus interrogator. What's that? The um, is that the one that I thought managed? that was the Wait, no, that's the one, on, that, that's that's the one, one that, we think yeah. is a traitor, isn't it? Yeah, that's yes, the one we definitely. Is. Yeah, that's the one we think is a traitor. <laughs> well, we know it's there a traitor. No, uh, different interrogator. Sorry, this is Mendax. I'm thinking of right. Pascal. I'm reading the wrong bits of the person. Yeah, it is Prodita Mendax who's claiming to be an inquisitor of the Ordo Xenos. Sorry, can I um, use the existing line of communication I already got? Or do I need to roll again? No, you can use the existing communication line. Yeah. You set so all, that up. all you have to do is say, uh, say um, Ordo Xenos, Ordo Xenos, con uh, sorry, uh, Xenos contact. Oh, no, Julius, I will set up the communication so you can pass the message on directly. That's this, fine. You're our highest ranking official here. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so I, I'll make that happen. I just think it's worth sending it and then we can carry on. Whenever you're ready. Okay. So yeah, you send basically you send a text message. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? It's not telling her what's not, going on. Yeah. So also tell her is that uh, we've encountered orders order we've encountered a Xenos um, and what Xenos it is, and that this has been verified, and then that uh, we will proceed with our current mission to and, and where we're going. Okay, she's very keen on you coming to visit her at some point, but doesn't want to push while you're on mission. Yeah. Might, is there enough time to quickly grab a body to take with us? Yeah. You've, you've got a whole track, isn't it? It's, it's a massive thing. You could you could set something up if you wanted. Yes, I, 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 want to, I want to examine one of these... Um, Xenos to see how far along within the process they are, how many generations into it. Corporal Marius drives up and sort of hops out. Where to then, uh, Sister Chief? Sister Evelyn just looks to Julius as he somehow becomes the de facto squad leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't. I can't keep. I keep thinking He's a regular. Bard. I keep thinking regulus. Um, I have got a fellowship three, by the way. Um, regular, regulus, regulus, regulus. Uh, we're going to head to regulus. Um, like legless, if it was reg. Yeah, Octavian's got a few things to set up. Um, so we'll probably stop here for another another hour or two, um, and then we'll head to regulus. Right. Uh, urgency, because regulus is a bit of a way out. Urgency is that's the next point of our mission. That's where we're going. Okay. Uh, well, you've got a couple of choices then. Um, I can drive you all the way. Happy to do that. Not a problem. But you're looking at that probably taking a week or two at best. Uh, and if we run into a storm, you're, you're a bit in trouble. But there is a slightly quicker way there. There's a train line that runs from, Prim from Gilead Primus right the way to Reglis, straight through. Bullet train thing. Right. But there's a kink in the 
rail where they have to slow down to reasonable speeds before turning around the corner. Okay. So it's possible you might be able to jump on there. If you wanted to get there quick, like you're probably looking at only two or three days by train. Maybe less if they can get up a decent head of speed. Is there a communication with this train? It's automated, mainly used for goods. All right, so we can hack that. I'll just look at Davian. We can hack that. Davian gives an affirmative nod. Yeah. Yes, because um, we would need it to slow down enough for us to board. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I can I can keep up when it's on the on the bend. I would prefer not to jump onto a train. Understandable, sister. Understandable. I mean, jumping on a train, not an easy process. You can always stand in front of it and put your hand up and just say, stop in the name of. But it will accelerate up to sort of four or five hundred clicks, given after chance. But it will slow right down to sort of 20 or 30 on the bend. Well, if we need to get there quickly. However, that does mean that uh, my friend here, and she looks at the uh, tech priest with judgmental eyes, won't be able to set up his uh, Xenos uh, laboratory. Let's call it. Well, it'll, it'll take us a day to get to the train line. That's all I need. <laughs> um, are there any? Uh, are there any of those bikes in vaguely working order? Like didn't Father Mister, <laughs> didn't Father Majestus burn them? <laughs> I think any that are in working order probably got away because the ones that Father Majestus left out front, they're a bit of a state. Right. And well, I'll be honest with you, the sister looks like to have done a bit of a job on these ones around the side here as well. Right. I mean, a couple of days I could build you one. No, it's fine. Out of pieces. No, it's fine. Hey there, uh, boss, uh, Mr. Mr. Battle there. Uh, just as a, just as a, a, a reminder there, the Praxis, before he uh, disappeared, I, I don't know where it went. I mean, you know, he just took off, skedaddled after he gave me those pages. He, uh, he did tell me that these, uh, these Lavender guys here, they, they, he said they control the train terminal there in, in, in Regulus. So, I mean, we probably ought to just be aware that we may be running into some more of them once uh, once the train gets there. Oh well, that'll be. Uh, <laughs> that's, I think that's exactly where we want to be then. All right. Hey, hey I, I'm just here for you. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, part of the team. Go emperor. I mean, for the emperor. Okay. So, yeah, you mount up on your big old truck. Mm. And you head off towards the train line, I assume. Yeah. So, Dan, do you want to do your autopsy? Yes, please. Who doesn't? Want to um, do Octavia was perhaps a little bit too excited that he gets to cut up a dead Xenos body, um, but you know, it's 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 for study purposes, so that we really can academic. Better, can I, can I, academic. Can I? Can I? Watch? So we, as to better kill our enemies. Absolutely. Is that okay? Okay. Dan, what difficulty do you want it to be at? You can have it at three, five, or seven difficulty. Difficulty three won't give you anywhere near as seven. much information. Seven! <laughs> seven it is. Seven will clean up. You can use a glory point. Use yeah, a glory I'll point. Use I'll use a glory point. <laughs> I'm sure we've got some left. Yeah. I mean, I had to take it down from 10 to six because that's where you're supposed to start the session. So you're doing all right. 
Man, our max would be seven since we would normally have a party of five. Yeah. Can I use more than one? No. Uh, no, I don't believe so. No, I, don't remember. No. I don't think so. I don't think you can. Okay, well, let's see if this works. You can use your wrath to just reroll everything that doesn't work. So you can, you can make it work. Yep. Okay, cool. Hurrah! Nice. <laughs> so there you go. Seven successes, just what you needed. Excellent. Uh, and, you know, the meat is is the easy bit. Yeah, this guy's got this purple tint to his skin. It's very, very faint. Uh, you definitely wouldn't notice it unless you were right up close and personal. Uh, if anything, it looks like they've highlighted it slightly when they've come out of town, like brushed it up with some powder or some tattoo ink has been thrown on there to make it look more purple than it would be otherwise. So this is quite a f- quite far along then. Yeah. Um, process. Well, process-wise, you would recognise them as a fourth-generation hybrid. These I'll guys recording it audio, like through an audio recorder, like proper all autopsy. the way. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know how the levels of hybridization work. Yeah. You've got your neophyte hybrids, which are the the fourth, third, and fourth generation ones. These guys are all well. They are definitely fourth generation neophyte hybrids. They look to be in their late teens, so barely able to breed if they are, but worrying if it's, if it's four generations along, because mm. if these ones do breed, you know what that leads to. Mm. The pure strain could appear in the next generation. It's very close to an uprising. Kind of want to avoid that, really. But it does mean that this infestation has been present in Hive Reglis for at least 40 to 50 years. Which is a worrying development. And yeah, you get right into the, the DNA of it. You, you're taking out cell samples and digging around and you can see the, the gene stealer DNA wrapped in amongst the human stuff. That Xenos strand that you know, few people have ever witnessed, certainly not at this level of complexity. There's a research paper here with your name all over it. <laughs> um, right, okay, so we'll, I'll be recording all this information um, because I think it'll be probably something that Julius wants to send off to the um, Ordo Xenos Inquisitor. Um, so we'll pass that along. It is very disconcerting that this is so far along the, um, you know, that this incursion is probably going on for 40 years. Yeah, someone, the last day. They, yeah, someone, someone, someone knew this. Yeah, someone should have seen this one coming. Okay. But it does happen in the hives from time to time. Yeah. And you yeah. just got to hope you get lucky and manage to get in there and root it out. Okay. Well, I'll take in as much information as I can for my own personal, you know, so that when I speak to a, 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 a Xenos uh, Inquisitor, I can be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know. Yes, gene stealers. Yeah. He knows that. <laughs> yeah. He's one of them, isn't he? Yeah. Fourth generation, that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so by the time you finish doing your autopsy, up in the turret, um, Sister Evelyn sat up in the turret, just keeping an eye out all around. You can see this silvery line approaching on the horizon. It's a nice smooth line. And then you notice that there appears to be a temporary encampment set up 
at a bend in this line. There's a couple of scrappy tents, some camouflage netting, a few crates and boxes. It looks like there's an encampment of some kind set up in just the crook of the train line. I mean, uh, at this point, we're probably just going to press on and try to get on the train as much as I'm sure if Father Majestus wasn't too busy praying, he'd probably want to set fire to more people. Um, oh, this place is in the bend, the bit you have to oh. get to. Okay, then we'll just drive towards it and I'll keep the gun pointed at because <clears throat> there's a big gun on the roof, isn't there? There is a big gun, a uh, big old auto gun. Is there a, is there a, a biggish gun on, the, on, the, on our rig that I could take it off, like, like a heavy weapon? That's that's the big gun on here is yeah. the, the auto yeah. cannon up on yeah. the roof. Because it's thinking, not really removable very easily. I'm thinking when we get on the train and we get into the in when where the train actually drives into the station, we can literally just like pop the doors open and just start letting rip from the train. Yes, it's just it's a out, strategy, it's not the worst out, strategy take ever. Take out take out the entire um concord. It won't be easy. It, so it, would, it takes a space marine to carry <laughs> an auto cannon. Yeah, the sister's <laughs> not going to be carrying the sister it. of the battle. Oh, no. like carrying an auto cannon and manhandling it onto a yeah. train that's Never moving mind. wouldn't be easy. Okay, I'm not going to make it simple for you. No, you can fine. try it. It is within the bounds no. of possibility. The, the sister is shaking her head. <laughs> the sister said no. That means so that you I'm should do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, isn't it? I should stamp my authority on the situation. <laughs> Just say, well, I'm not having that. No. Don't argue with the sister. So this, this little encampment appears to be empty when you get there. The tents are sort of fluttering in the, the wind that you've got there there's a sort of yellowish cloud on the horizon corporal says I don't know, look at that cloud you're going to want to be in the vehicle or on the train by the time that thing hits i mean you'll be all right sister but the rest of you if you like your skin on i definitely corporate i prefer my skin on I mean, yeah well you don't want to be out in that storm when it hits that's like acid sand Okay. Like acid rain, only it will flay the skin off you while burning you. All right, uh, Octavian, can you um, can you get can you get some kind of communications link set up with this train? Give us an idea when it's going to arrive. So I will begin trying to attempt to hack the train. Right, before you do that, let me get everybody to make an awareness check. Uh, uh, difficulty is only three. Oh, hey, I hey. think we all passed. Oh, yeah, like, I got four, six successes. Four. So while this camp looks pretty makeshift, one of the tents look at that a wrath critical. <laughs> one of the tents contains a terminal which has got some wires sinking into the ground. And as you look around and hunt around the area, you find that they're connected up to the track. Right. And I want to know what this is. Yeah. Is it powered through the track? It's powered through the track. So they just cut the power. But it is also a remote 
communication console that appears to have a program built into it so that even an idiot could just hit the button, slow the train down to a walking pace as it comes around the bend and let people get on and off. And actually looking at this encampment, it looks like the kind of place where scavers or smugglers would load or unload stuff from an unsuspecting automated cargo train and then make off with them across the desert. <clears throat> you see that there, Mr. Mal? That's that's smart thinking there. There's, there's some people who have been, that's enterprising approach to uh, uh, elevating yourself out of the underhive. Is it, very, is. is it very visible, is it? Or visible enough tent. that it's in a tent. It's in a tent. So Res works out that this console is for letting people nick stuff. Dan works. Uh, Octavian works out that the console lets you slow the train to walking pace. Yeah. I feel that this is perhaps a little disrespectful to its machine spirit, just keeping it in a tent. Um, do we want to disconnect it and just? Well, I mean, isn't a good idea to go ahead and uh, trip it ourselves so we can get on the train? I, I'm just spitballing there, fellas. I mean, sir. But, ma'am, uh, sister, seems like it's ideal for our purposes. And then, you know, do whatever you want after we get on the train. I'm more concerned about the criminal enterprise that will be in the area looking to also trip. Uh, is it Maybe criminal we should so be much taking, as, you know, uh... it's use of available systems there, sister? This is the Emperor's cargo. Well, and they're the Emperor's people. It's mm. a win-win. Maybe we should take the auto cannon with us. <laughs> well, if you can slow the train to a walking pace, then I believe we could at least load it. But I'm not jumping from the back of this vehicle trying to carry a auto cannon. No, I that is an impossibility. That. Even the mighty Adeptus Astartes would struggle with such a feat. Julius Battle will turn his back on the sister and go. <laughs> but there, Mr. Battle, there, so if we open up fire as soon as we get into that uh, train terminal, aren't we going to be pretty obvious at that point? I mean, we're going to get arbitrators down on us and everything. And then if we're trying to get anywhere kind of quiet, I mean, I think uh, that's going to seriously announce our presence. I'm just um, thinking I, from an underhive perspective, you know, we, we like to be quiet until we. Don't have to be quiet. I'm just keeping my options open. Yes, sir. Just, hey, just throwing that out there for you, sir. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's the plan then, gang? <clears throat> Push the button, make the train slow down, load up an auto cannon, get on board, and kill anybody else who tries to get on board or steal cargo. Yeah. I added that last bit. <laughs> That's what I figured the sister would, uh, she would, she'd have some caveats in there too. But, uh, and the father, just... <laughs> I mean, thank God he's still praying though, because. It okay, is a which simple, it is a statistically simple plan. Um, tons, tons, tons. Simple plans are often the best plans, Octavius. Uh, so uh, I'm going to um, I'm going to use my inquisitorial degree. You can invoke the name of your inquisitor to gain plus rank bonus dice to any social skill test when interacting with an individual with the imperial keyword. So I'm going to tell the driver, you the just driver. the drive. No, our driver. Oh. You just joined the Inquisition. <laughs> what you are, Chief? What can I do you for? Uh, well, we're going to rip this autocannon off the, the top of this rig because when you come with us and we leave this behind, I don't want them taking the autocannon. Uh, if you want to rig this thing to blow, 
be my guest. So disassemble auto cannon from the roof. Yep. Uh, well, like a portable mount for it. Uh, yep. Right. So disassemble cannon from roof, portable mount. How long have I got? Um, Octavian. Sister looks over her shoulder at the well, train. It was about a matter of hours, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I figured it was hours. All right. Yeah, I should be able to do it in a couple of hours. Uh, maybe three. Let's have a go. All right. Well, I'm happy to help. I'll flex a muscle. And as you do, you just hear these sort of almost piston whirring noises as the sister about goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all, right. all right. I'll go do something more useful. Welcome to the guns show. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a vet nearby? Because these swans are sick. <laughs> I mean, strength five with the power armor, Sister Evelyn should be able to lift it, but moving around with it and firing it would be almost impossible. Yeah. Because um, auto cannons are big old heavy things. Oh, yeah. This I mean, is one of the big old doubles as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was like we, you know, we we were going to take the driver with us. So I didn't want to leave, leave a rig with a great big auto cannon. Also understandable. This thing would be really useful to yeah. desert folk. Yeah. So, I mean, once we once we've disabled it, they'll probably fix it again, but at least it won't have a giant gun on it. All right. So, um, Rez, what's Rez going to do for the three hours? Uh, so Rez is uh, he's looking around. He's seeing everybody doing some work here and there, moving guns about and uh, the father's in prayer. So uh, he's going to take a nap. Smart kid. Uh, Sister Evelyn, what's Sister Evelyn going to do? Applying sacred oils to her armour, checking the gene seed is still okay on her back because she's still walking around with that space marine gene seed. She's also still walking around with a hand of that saint on her back. So yeah, <laughs> hand of a saint, gene seed of an Astartes. Yeah, and now she's trying to help, obviously, use her strength to leverage the gun off the roof. Um, so probably also helping to do that and applying sacred oils to her guns and or armour. Making sure she's ready for potential gene stealer cult at the end of the train terminal that we've now been informed might be there. Simon, what's Julius going to do? Um, so I've got two more pieces of uh, paper that yep. I need to um, need to read. Okay. Heresy. Yeah. Corruption. Now they're not all heretical. <laughs> One of these pages was about um, terraforming. Yeah. Yeah, so screw you. Yeah. Uh, and the other one was a conservation thing. So these ones were nowhere near as heretical as the one with the, the cut side view of a plague marine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so can can I, uh, after after seeing the autopsy, would I would I be able to to kind of generate one of these like a fake one? Obviously, you know, the fake book. Would I be able to like make make like a fake page in the fake book i don't see why you wouldn't be able to give it a go um i think we'd be looking for a deception role is probably the best bet oh okay well maybe 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 i'll, I'll give it a bit of practice first <laughs> i tend not to go very very high on deception i find it's easier it's easier not to be deceptive if you can't actually be deceptive yeah. My face tells it. My face just tells everything. 
it's fair. All right, so you spend the next couple of hours doing your various things, mm. reading your pages, um, having your naps, oiling your guns, leaving it up to poor old tech priest Octavian to disassemble the auto gun with Corporal Marius. So let's have an... I was going to help, but then <laughs> the sister battle turned up and started flexing her pistons. Tech roll from Octavian then. Sure, no worries. Uh, difficulty's five. Five? For a gun? That it's an auto problem. gun that's integrated into the cab of the vehicle. That means Look nothing that. to me. It's nothing to you. <laughs> if you need a computer system, a mobile computer system to rig it up to, then we do have one attached to the train track. So you, you eventually tell Corporal Marius to get off the auto gun because you can handle that. Tell him to go and make a little cart or buggy for this thing. So he's taking little buggy parts off of other bits of the, the wagon and assembling this little gun buggy for you. <laughs> so you've got like a two wheeled gun buggy that this gun mount sits on. You, you disassemble the gun in within two hours, <laughs> never mind giving... three. Oh, I just want to give it tank tracks. <laughs> tank tracks, if you prefer, is totally acceptable. Fantastic. I mean, if you rolled really well, surely you can create a mobile automated autocannon system. <laughs> Isn't that right. But you can right. use your extra like success to make the, the buggy section tank tracks. There you go. You've got Only... an auto gun on tank tracks. <laughs> Octavian uh, starts looking at... Looking Almost at, a uh... thud gun, isn't it? Half a thud gun. Well, Octavius starts looking at our new recruit rather fondly and wondering if there's any way we could just make a uh, battle servitor out of him. <laughs> to be fair, one of his legs is already robotic. Yeah, I could stick this gun on him. He's, he's like an eighth of the way there already. Sakara's <laughs> having a nightmare because he knows what's going on. <laughs> and they think, <laughs> and they're the insane ones. <laughs> So while Sakaar is asleep and dreaming, uh, can you make a psychic mastery roll for me, please? Yeah, I'll give it my best shot. What's the difficulty? Uh, difficulty is only three. Seven successes with a wrath critical. Uh, you find yourself in a strange alien environment with weirdly organic-looking metallic structures not crystalline the structures are definitely metal but they're all the sort of, sort of weird smooth organic feel to that device that you've got in your pocket slash belly well this and is something you don't see every day that's for sure turning you look out of a window and you can see this weird churning red and purple light outside with crackles of strange lightning happening. It doesn't look anything like space as you would understand it. It's not black like space should be. It's like you're in a, a storm or a cloud of some kind. I, I, I gotta be dreaming. I, I there's. There's no way they took off and took me to some weird place like this without waking me up. And it, it's and at that point, a ghostly figure sort of walks past you, stops as it approaches you, turns this 
weird faceless mask towards you looks like a completely smooth reflective thing and you're looking back at not yourself but another completely smooth reflective plate and they kind of bounce back and forwards for an infinity and it communicates something to you about going from a place to a place that's not this place and then you wake up again at the end of your nap and everybody's I, uh, been really busy outside. I I don't think I'm going to be telling nobody about that dream for nothing. I know what the father would put me on a pyre for sure. But he does take out that little silver ball and 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 hold it a little tighter. I don't know what you were trying to show me there, little ball fella, but but we're going to keep this a secret between the two of us for now. <laughs> It does seem to pulsate slightly in agreement with you. What kind of pulsating? <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm fairly certain you'd be okay in the fires, but uh, I don't think that I'd be faring so well. So uh, we'll just keep this uh, to ourselves. Hey there, Mr. Battler, you need any help with that? Uh, I was just uh, meditating or uh, something like that. Like the sisters told, was telling me about uh, praying to the emperor. It's good to clear your mind before um, potential battle. Um, keep your eye out because when these um, when this train gets close, if anything's out there waiting for this thing to slow down, they'll all come a running pretty quick. Yes, sir. You got um, that device in the tent starts beeping. Beep 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 beep. beep. That's so cute. So Brimlin sets up because she assumes somebody's going to come for the beeping, slowing down train. Anybody going to the device? I assumed our tech person would be. <laughs> yeah, me. So looking at the device, a little screen has come on on it and you can see a white line moving towards the location that you assume is where you're at mm. and a big red button lights up so how do i think the system works do i need to wait for it to get in range before i press the button looks like or... yeah okay so i'll be ready with the button button who's got the button is the button but it is literally press button i'm not going to make you make a roll to work out the tech on this thing this was designed to work for people who can't tech and eventually the beeping sound becomes a single tone. And you figure that's probably the go sign. So I you press, the, press button. the button. And off in the distance, you can see this shiny metal bullet barreling towards you at ridiculous speeds. And then some sparks jet up from the path around it. And you can see it's starting to slow down. And over the course of the next 20 minutes or so, it slows down and slows down and slows down until the front of it approaches. And it's immense. The, the front carriage of this train is easily twice the size of your um, battle wagon thing that you've been driving so far. Armor plated on the front, not streamlined so much as anything in the way would be battered out of the way. And it's got so. no windows. The whole thing is just these massive slab sided containers. And as it slows down and hits the curve, about a third of the way down, you see one of the containers slides open 
That looks like we've got some people disembarking them. I'll tell everyone else that we've got some someone preparing to disembark. Okay, I assume that's our entrance. As it kind of pulls up alongside, oh, and you can see, um, you can see that one of these carriages is open, and a box gets thrown out from inside just before it gets to the camp. And then as it gets to the camp, an arm comes out as though to grab someone's hand. So I'm assuming we're all just going to get into this carriage. Yeah, let's go. And, and um, auto cannon and all and deal with whatever's inside. All right. So everybody make an athletics check. Difficulty oh, three. Oh, no. <laughs> Unless you're carrying the auto cannon, in which case it's difficulty five. OK, can I I'm going to basically so as we're about to do this. Right. I'm going to uh, look everyone and I'm going to do the everyone on me. We got this. and I'm going to give them a bit of a, a bit of a pep talk. So they should all get a bonus because I'm using my leadership. What does that actually do? Um, that actually does exactly what I just said. Does okay. <laughs> um, what does that bonus equivalent to? Okay, okay, okay. I just made up a new word. No, you didn't. It. Equivalent is a word. Is it? Um, oh. Welcome to my uh, world. And I'm really smart, and I knew what that word was. Yeah. Leadership is not a talent; it's a skill. Yeah. You can use leadership to rally your comrades to remove fear, terror, or the pinned condition. We have none of that. It doesn't really inspire oh. them to do more. You can use it to oh, take maybe, away less. Maybe it was a talent. Oh, no, tell come. a lie. Leadership. It has got some, it's got a table there of examples. So if you want to make a leadership role, yeah. it's difficulty three on your leadership first. Uh, yeah, seven successes. Look at that. Crikey. And a, and a now, on seven door. successes, that would be demanding a coven of untrained psychers use their powers against a killer can. So I think you've managed to rouse everybody. So we'll drop the difficulty on everybody's role by one. I assume I'm probably carrying the... Uh, yeah, the, so uh, your athletics is going to be a difficulty. Does anyone four. mind if I use a glory point with this one, just to make sure? Oh, go for it. Can I use a glory point as well? Because I've got one yes. dice. <clears throat> oh, no. Rough complication. But I do pass for six. Woo! Okay. I passed two, barely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did anybody get any spare successes? Yes, no. I did. Yes, I, I got two. Okay, well, if you've got a spare success, you can use them to sort of pull Octavian on board with you. I can just now got this image of this sister dragging this like auto cannon, like with power armor creaking and, and then going, come on, Octavian. Gonna, like, Not an athletic yeah. creature. Did, the uh, complication that you face, Dan, in so doing is that while you're pulling Octavian on, it's going to give the person in the carriage a chance to try and shiv you. Oh, that's fine. I, I also I also got a wrath complication. Okay, so you're both going to have an attempt at shiving done upon you. That's fine by me. It's rude, but okay. Uh, so I am just going to roll on 
Sister Evelyn's weapon skill. Uh, what's my difficulty to stab either of you? I'm a two. I've got defense of two. My defense is four. Your defense is four. Wow, you are defensive indeed. So the difficulty number very, is two to stab a sister. My toughness is five. And four to stab Rez. You definitely hit the sister. No, you were the first one, Dan. No, nope. was I? Oh, yeah. then no, you did not hit me. But they got breath complications on both of them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, people tried to stab you both when they recognized that you are not their gang members that they were expecting. They are displeased with this bundle of people trying to get on. Obviously, they see the sister as the main threat. Um, so the guy stabbing Rez is just like, oh, crap, get out of here. Whereas the one on the sister is like, oh, shit, we do not want her in this box with us. This will not end well. And they are proven correct as the, the guy stabbing you snaps his dagger on your ceramite. And Rez, the guy attempting to stab you, is unbalanced in the doorway. So over to you. Who wants to go? I'll let Rez go first because I imagine the sister should. She was probably actually concentrating on getting Octavian on and getting the auto cannon on. She's probably a bit busy at the moment. And she's probably, she, she's probably just felt this tink and gone, the hell's yeah. that? She's probably just <laughs> dro dropped the auto cannon on his head. <laughs> Rez, Rez is this guy's like, hey, what's the. Grabs him by the hair and yanks him off the train. Oh, he doesn't have hair. So that's oh. not going to work. He is bald. No, then just grabs a hold of whatever clothes he can get a hold of and yanks him off the train. Yeah, so he's wearing like a, a heavy loader suit, the kind of big, thick coveralls, uh, and he's got like a hood flipped up as well. So he grabs all the side of the hood and yanks him off. That's no way to treat somebody from under high. What's the... So try and throw this guy off the train. What do you want me to roll for that? Uh, I guess weapon skill. All right. Would you would you do a strength roll off? Just an opposed strength roll. I suppose yeah, it could be a strength roll off. Both roll on, well, both if roll it's, on strength. If he's unbalanced, if he's unbalanced because he's got because of the wrath complication. I'll, I'll let you make a weapon skill against his strength. Okay. So his strength is four. Just against a standard D and a three. Yeah. Or do you want me okay? Well, I go for his difficulty of four. Eight successes. Yikes. Two so, possible shifts. Yeah, you, you do not struggle with that at all. He's strong, but he's unbalanced. And so you grab him and you kind of pitch him off the train. And because the train's moving and you've got that momentum on your side, you get this sort of sense that that energy from that device is working with you. There's, there's, a, there's almost like a martial arts technique that you've never learned that flows through you and you pitch this guy off the train and he smacks against the crates and kind of rolls into the camp in a, a bit of a heap. Uh, sister. So sister. The other guy then goes. The sister is far less graceful <laughs> and with her Savit Crusade helmet on, she's going to turn around and just go, Bang! And then <laughs> the guy that was because she's not she's got a close combat weapon anymore. So you okay, know, well, that's a strength roll then. 
Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's a weapon skill. It's an unarmed attack. Oh, is attack. it? Okay. Yeah, okay, it's a weapon skill. Enough. It's unarmed yeah. attack. But, uh, Not away. Uh, I don't have any settings set up for unarmed attack, do I? Uh, weapon skill, where is it? Over here. There we are. We've got two successes. What's his defense rate? Uh, his defense rating is... Um, got it right here. Defense rating is two. Yeah, so she hits him and he takes six points of damage because she is strength six. Crikey. So his resilience is six. Oh, oh so he doesn't take any damage. He just so he doesn't gets, take any damage. It's nutted in the face by a sister. It's nutted in the face by a sister of battle, which often offends. Staggers back a little bit. She had and, her hands free, really. She was busy pulling all the guns. Her bolt bolt guns kind of in its like sort of like holster thingy strapped down the side so it's fair he's going to draw an auto gun and try and shoot you with it <laughs> i mean i know it's probably not going to work out very well for him well this is going quickly so he's got a ballistic skill of five. Oh, he'll probably hit me dice pool is five what's his difficulty number two 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 She's resilient rather than speedy. Ooh. Wrath critical. Yeah, so very definitely hits you. Uh, yep. Does seven plus one ED, so that's an additional three, so that's ten. I'm and a critical hit. And then critical hit. Critical hit. Oh. Uh, uh, if it's a critical hit, then what I'm going to do is the Emperor protects and spend two faith points to make that attack force it to miss me. Okay. So as he strikes and he aim, thinks he's aiming true, suddenly out of nowhere, the bullet almost seems to whoosh, over, over the sister's shoulder. And the he's Emperor doing protects. so well. <laughs> I'm not having no criticals done to the sister. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the emperor protects as a reflective reef. Ref- oh, that's action. a shame because that was a vicious vivisection. <laughs> yes, well there you go. The emperor really does protect as a reflex action. You may spend two faith points to force an attack to, directed at you to miss. There you go. You are not vivisected <laughs> by auto gunfire. Um, over to your team. Uh, Julius or Octavian? How many? How many more are there in here? Pissed to yeah, be only these two guys. Oh, okay. Just these two guys. Okay. Um, I'll just put a knife to his throat and subdue him because I don't want to kill him. I'd like to interrogate him. Okay. Uh, make an intimidation check then. Uh, can I use a? Um, can I use a thingy? Yeah, squish him. Yeah. Um, well, um, we should be down to four glory points, but I can't seem to turn it down because um, the game's paused. No, I, I, I shifted two. Oh, did you? I'm okay. Not, I like, probably literally like, yeah, I shifted too early. Um, I'm going to use my um, wrath to re-roll everything that failed. Okay. So that's three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so roll three, just roll three d6. And... So, I, so I type, I type. Forward three. slash roll three d6 because we can uh, open it up and see what you actually right, Forward slash roll space or no space. Forward slash roll. Yeah, space three d6. Three d6. That doesn't look good. 
It's and a one, right. six and a one. So two, 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 more successes. Successes. two more successes. There's two more successes. That's fine. And, it's, and it's, so it'll be against either the guy's resolve or his willpower, which is ever. Well, these guys aren't particularly resolute. Um, had there been certain other people present, it wouldn't matter because he does have an unquestioning loyalty reaction. <laughs> but, uh, oh, he gets a plus three. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry, I was going to say he gets a plus three to his resolve, but that's only when within 20 metres of the right thing. Right. So he stands down, drops his auto gun, and gradually sort of moves his back up against the wall. Okay, I shall wait till everyone is on. Did the corporal make it on, or did he fall over and hurt himself? He made it on as well. Good because um, we need to turn someone into a servitor, I believe. Well, that's why I was hoping he. That's why I was hoping he would have tripped and fallen and banged his head a bit, or you know, broken yeah, something and no might need some. Oh no, no he slipped and fell, so I turned him into a mindless servitor drone with an auto gun and tank treads. I'm I'm mm. using my um mechanic me mechanical wiles on him. <laughs> it's not feminine wiles; it's mechanical wiles. Horrifying. <laughs> yes. How far away is that device that slows the train down? Um, it is fading into the background as you go around the corner now at about 15 oh. kilometres an hour. That's fine. I won't try to lean out and shoot it with my bulk. <laughs> the, the corporal does say, uh, sister, if you do want to shoot something, uh, might I suggest shooting the big red spot on the side of the van? With pleasure. <laughs> Am I? Do I? Do you want me to roll for it, or, or are you happy? That yeah, roll to see if you hit it. I mean, it's only going to be a, a difficulty three because he's painted a target there. I only got three. <laughs> Complication. I'm not doing well tonight. <laughs> the explosion on the van levels that little camp, shakes the train ever so slightly. A few siren klaxons go off. A few bits of shrapnel pitter-patter around you like rain. And she turns to the corporal and went, that was an awfully large explosion, corporal. You notice that, that there's a bit of shrapnel stuck in his head right by his eye socket. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he kind of looks yes. at you, looks surprised, and the eye nearest it kind of rolls around to look up at this bit of metal. He sort of slides gently to the floor and begins to slide towards the door. The, the sister, sister puts, uh, <laughs> stops him. Quickly, Octavian, uh, Octavius, uh, he, I think he's taken a bit of stray shrapnel there. Uh, <laughs> might need your medical attention. Indeed. I will begin my work. I'll clear an area on the floor and see if I can find anywhere to um, operate on him professionally. Are you just going to medicate him better or are you going to go? Uh, depends on the extent. The it really depends on the extent of the damage. I, I feel a little bad about. Okay, well, make a uh, medicate check to diagnose him at difficulty three. Okay, hold on. To diagnose him at difficulty three. I like the corporal. <laughs> Sakar is wa watching closely because he doesn't trust any of these people anyway. <laughs> He's like. Uh, with a wrath complication. Um, oh, so we're like the we've got a lot of rough complications. A lot of them today, aren't we? I'm going to spend a rough. Yeah, I'm going to spend a rough point to do that again. 
you, you can't stop a rough oh. complication. I don't know. No, no, you can't. Oh, never mind. Um, in which case, we'll go with that. But you did get six successes. You did. So you worked out what was wrong with him. He's now brain dead. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> which would be perfect for you. <laughs> Oh, that, that's the rough complication. He's actually going to be absolutely fine. He's absolutely fine, but I thought he was right dead. <laughs> I've got myself a driver. I'm like, I'm like, you know, good, good, uh, you know, solidly earth sort. And you go and do do for him with your rough complications. Right, roll me a d6. Oh no. Um, how do you just do a uh, roll? Flash roll. Flash roll. Flash roll. One d6. Because no, I'm not sure what should happen at this point. Space 1d6. Is it space? Yeah. Forward slash roll space 1d6. Hey. <laughs> you got the space in the wrong place. And you got the slash the wrong way around. You got the sl- no, other yeah, slash. Yeah. Slash roll space 1d6. <laughs> got you. There we go. And he, he's our tech oh. adept. The one! <laughs> Clearly, I wasn't preaching the correct listeners to the machine spirits <laughs> and um, used the right incense. You are concerned that you wouldn't be able to upgrade him with the tools you currently have at hand without yeah. losing one of your own bits of enhancement. I'd have to use something of myself. To... You'd have to cannibalize yourself if you wanted to enhance him. All right, fair in which case I will. He can survive this. He will need a replacement eye. That's fine. He can wear an eye patch. Eye patches are cool. Yeah. Um, We've got a guy over there. You can just take one of his eyes, right? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to replace an organic eye with an organic eye? No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we can do something later. Okay, yeah. So I, I will begin treating the wound and um, stabilising him. And... Okay, so you stabilise him and start treating the wound, bandage up one of his eyes. Meanwhile, Simon... So um, uh, I want to know what, what um, how this train uh, runs. I want to know what carriages this carriage links to. Um, who's expecting to meet you off this train? Which, which thing do you want to know? I don't know all of that. Okay. What do you know? Answer the bits you know. I know we stay in the carriage. We get to Primus, they chuck some cargo in here we throw some of it out at the way station the way station they chuck some other cargo in we carry it on to the station at regless and then we unload so someone's going to meet you at regless yeah uh do you know who's going to meet you we don't we don't do names it's just just a smuggling operation okay who um and does the train always stop in the same place? Yeah, just just goes to the station. It's a train. It can't go anywhere else. Okay. Um, well, I'll pitch him out the side. <laughs> yeah, as you pitch him out, it, it, the train's getting back up to speed, having yeah, gone around the corner that. now. And it's, I figure that. So he kind of bounces a few times and then yeah. doesn't get up. I'll inspect the auto gun that's lying on the floor. Seems to be intact. Nice. 
Looks like the door will slide shut if you're strong enough. Shall I do that? <laughs> we don't want any more complications. Sakara's <laughs> I mean, looking around. He's looking, he's like, sister of battle just uh, killed our driver almost. Uh, and the and, and the it was his bomb and he told me to shoot the red dot i can't yeah. be held accountable for the bomb being too big um are there other um crates and stuff in here uh, surprisingly few actually okay uh there is about half a dozen at the back end of the carriage yeah although more sacks than crates i assume we can't move between carriages Oh, yeah, you absolutely could. There you go, Julius. You can go look around the, around the train if you want to. <laughs> you you mean, need to take um, Octavian with you to hotwire the doors because they don't just pop open when you walk up and press them. But it wouldn't be difficult for Octavian to bypass the door locking protocols. No, it probably wouldn't be difficult for him to get an inventory on what's on the train and what's in what carriages. So yeah. we wouldn't really have to worry too much. Yeah, have you got magnetic boots on? Um, um, you asking Evelyn. Sister Evelyn? Yes, yeah. yeah, they're built into power armor. Yeah, yeah. So you could literally just climb up on the roof and walk <laughs> along and go down into the right carriage, couldn't you? I mean, I could, but I, I, I was going to say, even even with magnetic boots at that speed, I'm probably still being sort of like chucked about. <laughs> Every time you stand up, boom, yeah. blown back down, boom, blown back down. Um, uh, maybe once Octavian's finished doing what he's doing, we can um, we can just see what the inventory is like in case there's anything, you know, bionic eyes, that kind of thing lying around. Chainsaws, you know. Chainsaws. Yeah, once oh. I finish up and clean up here. Yeah. Okay. And we'll, we'll yeah, we'll check what the inventory is like. I'm not going to get you to roll because you have a billion in your tech skill. So it's it's not the work of a genius to, to be able to do this. Someone with tech one, yeah, maybe I'd get them to roll. You have tech 10. Okay, so it appears to be a small smuggling operation. Yeah, um, this is a corpse starch train. Yeah. For the most part, it looks like it brings cargoes of corpse starch and ships them from Gilead to Reglis. Looks like the Reglis corpse starch production has had some problems recently so they've been needing top-ups but their manufacturing appears to be working better so they ship it back with manufactured goods basic stuff frameworks templates stuff like that this whole train looks to be a corpse starch train Except for this one carriage, bizarrely, which isn't on the manifest and technically doesn't exist. Nice. Resourceful smugglers, I'll yeah. say, as I read out the manifest. Okay, so when we get to the other end, whoever stood outside this carriage, when we pull in, they're smugglers. That's pretty much how it's going to go. So um, that's uh, the, what, just enterprising fellas? Uh, yeah, just enterprising fellas. I don't think they're going to be. Um, um, you know, if if purple. if you wanted, if you wanted there, uh, boss, uh, Mister Battle, instead of you know, say, 
lighting them on fire, blowing them up, I could, you know, chat them up a little bit and see what I could find out about this, uh, this other guy, uh, the Votan fella down on 703. It might be worth it. Just a thought. I mean, well, he's one, probably not one under Hiver to another. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. Yeah. And we got something nice to trade. And it's on wheels. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> you want a rubber bank? I can help you, rubber bank. <laughs> So you got a couple of hours to kill between now and then. Uh, you managed to stabilize the corporal. He lapses into normal sleep from his shock and unconsciousness. Rest of you have got a couple of hours to kill. Anything you want to do? Meditate and find my faith with the emperor to replenish my faith points. Simon, any plans for the interim? Um, I'm going to close my eyes and um, strip an auto gun and then rebuild it and then strip an auto gun and rebuild it in the dark with my eyes closed. Okay. And do a terrible, terrible job, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love this whole, like, Julius Power, like, yeah, this is tactical and let's do this. And sister's just sitting there going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You read a book about tacticals once. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm practicing, which means that at the end of the episode, I'm going to put my ballistic skill up by one. <laughs> uh, Dan, anything Octavian wants to do? I'll be cleaning up after surgery, so making sure everything is clean and double clean, and that the patient's doing okay. And this is probably the best medical bit... attention a guardsman's ever had. I know, right? You had to scoop I, out thing. You say, you say medical attention. I feel, I, I feel sustaining the asset <laughs> um, slash potential experiment. <laughs> Rez, anything Rez wants to do? Rez uh, puts his hands in his pockets and kind of rolls himself up into a corner and looks like he's going to sleep, but he's actually got that ball in his hand and he's trying to see if it communicates with him again while he's awake. All right, Frodo Baggins, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> if you start saying yeah. my pressures, I'm shooting you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Trying to communicate with it. All right, make a make a psychic roll. Careful, you are in close proximity. To <laughs> she has an almost spidey sense for this kind of stuff. <laughs> What's the difficulty number? Uh, what do you want the difficulty number to be? Oh, uh, that's not the thing you want to hear, is it? Let's go with. How about five? Then we go to two seventy-two. It's unlikely that I'm going to get five, but um, you can go for seven. But if you get less than seven, it might still work. Uh, I'll go with five. There's okay. no way I get seven, but five's right. a possibility. Nope, two. I will. I will use a wrath point to re-roll uh, my failures. That is wise. Oh. 
Uh, got two more successes. So uh, no, I did not make it. I only got four. That's you got that's four. Horrible. Four successes is enough to not die horribly under the wheels of the train, though. That's good. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> All right. So you're you're curled up in the corner, looking like you're asleep, and then the next thing you know, you're in complete pitch darkness in a room that smells of that familiar corpse starchy smell. The others aren't around. You can't see them or hear them. You don't know where they are. Dan, can you make an insight check? With me? Yeah. Sure. Sorry, the spidey sense one. Sure. I got three successes. Yeah, you get a sense that something not right has just happened. Like that tingling that I get when I when a witch tries to cast powers. Yeah. Suffer not the witch. For now, she's just going to assume that there's someone else or something else at play. Because as of yet, while she hasn't said, she's mildly fond of Sakara. So <laughs> in fact, Sakara is probably the only person in the group that she mildly trusts. And that's because he serves his own self-interest of survival. Um, definitely doesn't trust the tech guy. Definitely doesn't try, test, chair, trust the wannabe inquisitor. And the father, well, he's a priest. And while she is duty bound to protect him priests are unpredictable at best so um, while you're reflecting on this this little short story about your colleagues you look around at them and rez is gone like gone 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 he's not there in this carriage with you did uh, any of you see where sakar went do i see where, where sakar went He's not there now that she mentions it. He went to sleep in the corner a minute ago. Okay. Did I notice him leave? Nope. Octavian, did you open any of the doors? All doors have remained sealed. Okay. Sister uh, Evelyn's going to start sort of making her way over towards the corner that Rez was in. Did anybody give him a communicator? Um, he's got a bead. Yep. yep, yep a bead. I do. Yep. Yeah, we've got So you could come in. I'm not coming in. All right, but you head you head over to the corner where he was. And as I walk over there, I go, Sakar, where have you gone? Uh there, uh, sister. Hey, I, I hear your voice. Uh I'm I'm back here. Uh, I'm I it looks like I'm with all the corpse starch. I mean, there's enough corpse starch back here to feed almost uh uh, an entire hab uh, unit in my old neighborhood. Yep, we could make a fortune with this stuff, sister. I'm not saying, of course, you don't you don't need money, but uh, that's it's everywhere. Octavian, can you pinpoint his location with these uh, with his communications? I will calculate. Can he's I? It, he's in the next carriage back. He's in the next carriage back. Clearly, he needs to be upgraded with some sort of internal navigational system. Well, I want to know in the God Emperor's name how he got there if you didn't open the doors for him. I wonder if he's got magnetic boots. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I will kick the sister's foot. Tink, tink. And I'll she smile. She, you can't see her face because she's still in her helmet, but you can know she's shooting you quite a damning look. Right? She's like... <laughs> this is holy saramwai. You don't just go around kicking it. 
But she just shoots you a look. She doesn't say anything, but you know right now she's almost staring into your soul and it's kind of distracted. Yeah. Uh, so, Sakai, you're in the dark, but you've just spoken to the sister via combead rather than anything else. So what tiny little bit of light you get um, from the combead being active, you're quite, quite used to low light. You can see that you're in a different carriage and this one is loaded down with sacks and sacks full of corpse starch, all marked with the imperial seal. Now, so, of course, Sakar inside is terrified of what just happened and more terrified of, of how the father and the sister might consider it. So he uh, lets go of the silver ball in his pocket and he's like, you're like going to get, a, you're gonna get you, us killed here. You know, when that, you, you use the speed thing, it's stuck to your body and flattened slightly. Peels it off. He's like. You're going you're gonna to get us killed if you keep going that kind of stuff. I mean, for sure, I, 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 clearly the emperor is working through us here, but I, I'm not sure that the father will agree with that. So uh, we, we got to keep this stuff quiet. Uh, if you're hearing me, I don't know if you're hearing me. Hey, uh, sister, yeah, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm back here with the cold starch. Uh, do you want me to bring any of it up? I mean, we, we might be able to trade some of it when we get there. How did you get there? I don't, it's really dark. I'm not 100% sure. Can I try and open the door? It's sealed. Well, you, yeah, you, you a, can make a tech roll to try and bypass the lock if you want. I'm going to use glory. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah it's really difficulty it. number three. <laughs> Something it, you open the door, uh, and obviously, in between the carriages, yeah. you've got this little oh, air gap. And you're traveling at 400 kilometers an hour. So that air gap, as soon as the door opens, creates this massive suction. Can I, uh, before he does that tech roll, can I spend my last wrath point to introduce a, uh, a narrative fact? Yeah. That when he goes to use his tech skills to open the door, the door just pops open because the smugglers have bypass that door to allow them access in and out of their uh, car yeah yeah sure well we've not had anybody do that so far but yes you can use wrapping nobody tells simon oh, wow. nobody tells simon amazing <laughs> oh god but yeah the door pops open and a little whirlwind tries to suck you out the doorway okay and the it would not be easy or subtle going from one compartment to the next although the door did pop open easily Right. The sister grabs the back of his collar before he goes and then goes, magnetic boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need to use wrath points for narrativeness. Dan was born for action movie quotes. <laughs> he was. Um, okay. But yeah, well. you open second door as well and the light floods and there's Sakaar stood up against a bunch of sacks of corpse starch. So, the, uh, boss, uh, Mr. Battle there, do you want us to take some of this with us to trade uh, for information, perhaps? I think that, uh, you know, it's possible. I, 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 you got currency, maybe that'll work better, but just a well, thought. I've got a bag of cash, but um, we can take some of this. I don't know. Well, I mean, I just, just a thought there, boss. I, can, I was uh, just trying to, you know, just trying to be useful to the team and all. We can requisition some of this for the uh, purpose of the musician. So, also imagine now that, that, that light that was coming through the door sort of fades a little bit as it's like, big armoured shell, and all you can see is two glowing red lights <laughs> with the eyes of me standing behind Julius. 
and like well, sort of tilting her head and looking at you, Sakai, as if to say, How did you get in here? Like, <laughs> mm. Hello, felt the tingle, uh, and then you were gone. Mm. <laughs> she kind of like tilts her head, and uh, and as we will come, at, I'm guessing we're all going to sort of make our way back out. Um, and she's just going to lean into Sakai and go, I don't know how you got in there, but be careful what you do around the father. And then she uh, just like kind of steps away from him and doesn't let him say anything, just steps away from him again. <laughs> As if to say, I know you didn't get in there by normal means, but I, I don't know how you got in there. But <laughs> I know you know, and now you know I know you know. <laughs> yeah, and now you know I know you know I know you know. So <laughs> Sakara very, very discreetly makes a very bad. <laughs> he's like okay. thank you thank you but uh i i i appreciate you having my back there with the sister um glory to glory to the throne that's yep don't wake up the father <laughs> a couple of hours later you feel the train start to slow again uh, as it's coming into stop it would seem. So you must have reached your destination. Corporal Marius kind of sits up with his, his one good eye. He's like, oh, oh, what a miss. Your eye Apparently not the chunk of metal that hit your head. <laughs> oh, that's why it's dark on that side. Uh, just in the couple of hours before we get there, I'm going to empty some of the crates so I can basically put crates around the autocannon. Or so that when we, we wheel it off the train, it just looks like we're wheeling crates, not... <laughs> it was not sacks, to... not crates. Were they sacks, not crates? Yeah. Mm, okay, I'll, I'll work something out. <laughs> He'd like to introduce with his rap point a narrative that there was crates <laughs> on the train all along. <laughs> the big square sacks. No, I'll basically just flash my crystal patch and say, that's not an autocannon, they're sacks. These aren't the you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, if anyone argues me, just shoot them. So you, you feel the train come to a complete stop. There's lots of squealing and shrieking of metal. It's not a subtle process. And then there's a, a, a bang on the door. Res, you're bang, up. bang. Sister Evelyn pushes herself against the wall. And it's ready. Res opens the door. Hey, you're that, my that's fellow. about half a dozen underhivers there in similar overalls to the, the smuggler guys big heavy things uh, make an awareness difficulty three test please anybody who's looking at them man one success, six failures. So uh, Sakar is thinking about whatever he's going to tell these guys and isn't really picking up on what they're putting down. Um, I am aware. You are aware. I am aware. You are aware. I think uh, rough complication. Where the rough complication, complication is never a good sign. Simon, yeah, we've got Dan, like, other Dan. Even? No, no, because sister about she's pushed herself because she doesn't want to be seen. Oh, you're waiting to see if someone comes in. It's yeah. wait, it's more if okay. someone comes in, but she's also well, hiding herself from them as well. Because if they see a giant, well, not giant, yeah. but they see a plated battle, sister of battle in there, they're gonna go, ah, something's not right. 
Well, Julius and Octavian, you notice that these guys have got some of the same tattoo markings as that bike gang. And there's a hint of lavender to their skin as well. These are not your regular underhivers. But up in front of you, Sakar is there and he greets them. Hello, my fellow friends. I, uh, we, we met some of your, cons- uh, you know, the, the couple of the fellas that were here on the train and they said that, uh, you know, perhaps we could work a deal. They're, these these underhivers kind of look at each other and one of them goes, yes, yeah, smart kid. Sure, we could work a deal. Hop on down, we'll talk. Hey, that's, all, that's all awesome. He look, Sakar looks back. Gives everybody the thumbs up <laughs> and gets to hop, goes to hop off the train. Unless somebody stops him. <laughs> Looks like nobody stopped him. <laughs> um, I will I will step forwards so that I am closer to the to the edge in case I need to get him back. So yeah, like I was saying, we uh we we jumped on there when when the train shut uh, slowed down and we you know we were looking to make uh, expand some of our operations from uh from our own hive and we thought uh you know what better yeah, way yeah. than to come here? You're not the regular guy, are you? No, no, the regular guy he had to, he had to take a powder. But you you know you're young and you're strong. You'll I guess you'll do. You'll you'll fit right in. Come well, and meet the boss. Come and meet the boss. He's the man you want to talk to. Well, all right. That's all, that sounds good, guys. I mean, I we got some information to trade. We're looking, you know, we're looking for some friends here in the hive. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'll, take me to your leader. Cool. I think that's what they yeah, say. Yeah, you, you're gonna have plenty of friends in no time. Don't you um, worry. I'm you gonna, look like the kind of guy who makes friends easy. I'm oh, gonna, I'm friends with everybody. I'm, I'm gonna jump down off the train. I'm gonna put one hand on Sakar's shoulder. The other hand, her hand has just thrown a frag grenade behind the lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Right. I love Julius. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then basically, we're going to lean, lean. I'm going to basically, I'm going to go down and basically just cover him with my, with my, so my jacket's pointing behind. Okay. And then I'll bead. Um, um, uh, Sister Evelyn, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the play I'm making. So let's have your frag grenade first, then. Okay, my frag grenade first. Uh, can I? Can I? Um, can I use a glory? I think you oh, want yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like you've got a shortage of the damn things. Right, um, and I'm going to use my last, my last thing because um, this is quite important. So, um, roll. Did I fail two? There's only two or three. Three um, D6. Oh, looking good. Yeah, that's three more successes. Okay, we'll go with that. So you got six successes, roll your damage, and add three to it. Okay. Um, So so damage, I just... Just click the roll damage button. um, How do you click? To roll. It's right there on the. Yeah, I don't think window. it works. I don't think it works. No, because I can click. Okay. Oh my god! Wow. Yikes! <laughs> Seventeen points of damage. Plus three, um, twenty points of damage. Twenty. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the successes don't go onto the damage. That's just to get past their defense. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
So it's 17 like, well, points of damage, and it's blast six. It's ED4. Yeah, the ED4 is those four dice you just rolled oh, there. Four dice, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So their defense is two. So you hit them. Yes. And their resilience is six. So they're likely dead. Yes. It's 11 points of damage. Hit but pretty much everybody. You and Sakar are also in range. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say we are because I've thrown it behind them. Well, that's true. So you could use them as a shield. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if I can get you to um, try and defend against seven of them, then. Okay. Because this is a really good grenade. Yeah, yeah I'm good with that. Um, What's your defence? My defence is two, my resilience is eight. Okay, so you're not going to take any damage, Sikar. My, my, and, uh, def- and, I'm, and I'm blocking. So I literally yeah. block Sikar. So yeah. Sikar was, oh. I'm behind. So I'll take all of it if there's any. Oh. My defence is four and my resilience is nine. Yikes. So yeah, neither of you are taking any damage from that. Like I said... I've got to stop sending T-level threats against you and start hitting you with the A's and the E's because these T guys, they don't stand a chance. Bonuses. Passes for human. Yeah, right. Up until they get frag grenaded, then they pass for stake. I am I am down to only having two frag grenades left and two crack grenades. So I can't like... imagine you'll struggle to get your hands on more. So. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Don't okay, think so you toss a grenade behind them, pile drive res to the ground the grenade goes off and it just rips these guys apart so then mr battle i'm assuming that the negotiations were a failure at this (laughs) juncture you were right about one thing master negotiations were short (laughs) yeah um i think you you missed the whole lavender skin thing going on there yeah so go on on Damn, yeah, there's man. a hand lying right in front of your face now, and you can kind of see the purpley tint on it now I, that it's I, there. I, I can see that now, yes, uh, uh, Mr. Yeah. Battle. Hey, you they were, were gonna, gonna... They, the one thing he told me before you blew them all up was that they were going to take me to their leader, and then we would be very good friends very soon. So I... Yeah, exactly. You'd be Lavender. Oh, that's... Lavender's not a good colour on me, sir. Not, not at that's all. That's not how sir. gene stealers work, Simon. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> they'd have implanted him with the gene seed and his kids would have been purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they'd have been Gen 1. Yeah, uh, Gen 1. Halfway house kids. I know we've moved on from it a little bit, but blast, the way it works, is you hit a number of targets equal to half the blast rating or number of mobs equal to the half blast rating. So blast six, it would have hit three targets. I don't know how many guys were standing there. Okay, well, there were more than three, but... It was a really good grenade. Yeah, so. I thought that might be the case, especially with triple six on the damage. I so let's say right. it hit two groups of three, because yeah. it can do two mobs, can't it? Yeah, it can yeah, do three right. mobs. It can three do three mobs. Does three mobs. Yeah. So there were two mobs of three there, so that was sufficient to do them, because they're threat-level antagonists, so they can happen in mobs, can't they? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not alone on the train platform, though. They were just the two groups of people who were going to unload whatever cargo was coming to the station. And with the explosion, everybody on the platform now takes notice of you. Um, is this is this a, a, the the moment when I use fashionista and fling back <laughs> my fling back my robe? So I'm not can, sure being a fashionista is going to help at this everyone stage. Can see to be fair, my inquisitorial symbol. Because you were also told Flashing. that this gang controlled the train station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they might not care you're an inquisitor. Yeah. Or, yeah, well, they'll care. Actually, they'll care, but but then <laughs> that means they have to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> or down, turn you. Bring down Bess. 
<laughs> so at that stage, yes, lots of people turn and notice you and people start picking up big, heavy tools and pulling out auto guns from crates and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and moving oh, to take there. up and secure positions around the train station. They're not going to be very secure if we pull out an auto no. gun. Oh, I guess Sister Evelyn is now pushing the auto cannon off the, off the <laughs> onto train, the platform. Onto the platform. Okay. Good luck firing that. <laughs> That's okay. We've got a, we've got a guardsman with one eye. He's only got one eye. <laughs> he only has Are to they... shoot the big things. <laughs> we got a tech guy. We got a we got a Octavian. Perception. Oh, the combat person. <laughs> Actually, it adds plus two DN if you lose one eye uh, to your to your difficulty number. Okay. Okay. Right. Who's got Who's got oh, the best oh. ballistic skill to shoot the auto cannon? Can I thought it might be somehow. So, that? Dad, do you want to shoot the auto cannon, or do you want to step aside and bolter it? <laughs> I assume Julius has probably asked Sister Evelyn to come out with the big old auto cannon. Yeah, I think it's a statement. Isn't it? It's, you're making a statement, and we don't want to waste your your um bolt rounds. Sure, sure. So Sister Evelyn kind of pushes it out and turns it up the platform, and then as as as, <laughs> as targets present themselves, <laughs> so you yeah. unleash with an auto cannon, and figures begin to scurry hither and yon trying to get out of the way of the auto cannon. All right, let me... What the bloody hell is auto um, cannon? <laughs> I'm, I'm down in the walk here now. Uh, Octavian, you might want to start hacking something. Auto cannon, damage 16, extra damage 1, AP minus 1, heavy 8. Um, <laughs> and it's a dual auto cannon, you said. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to basically be twice stats. So it's heavy 16, isn't it? What does heavy 8 mean? Heavy eight. I'm pretty sure it's the number of shots it puts out, but... Heavy, it's the required strength. Heavy is your required strength. Ah. To so use the weapon. The strength to equal to fire it normally all the time. Uh, taking the brace or action or securing the heavy weapon. So we've secured the heavy weapon to a, something like it a tripod that negates yes. the heavy yep. trait. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't have salvo, does it? Actually, that's number of shots. Uh, Projectile Imperium. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's got very long range and it's damage 16 at minus one AP. Do you want me to start rolling dice and hitting targets? Um. No, because I don't think they're going to wander into fire from <laughs> I an auto gun. I didn't think, I think that. When you open up with the auto gun, what they're going to try and do is get clear. So they're going to try and vacate the area. So what I will get you to do, actually, is I will get you to shoot, yes. if you would be so kind, and we'll That's see how up. well you do before they escape. Okay. Or how many of them manage to escape. You might be able to take out most of a generation. Seven, seven, seven successes. Yikes. Are you recording this, Octavian? With two possible shifts. What seven <laughs> successes going to give you in terms of the outrageousness of your shooting? Well, it just means that any I hit a lot of things. You hit a lot of things. That's what I thought it meant. Yeah, that's kind of what we were going for. That's, that's my level of accuracy. <laughs> How well do you do? I hit a lot of things. Well, and with the two possible shifts, you could shift those straight over to extra damage dice. I mean, I so doubt you any kind of... of light up the train station with auto cannon fire, just 
blasting. Yeah, so I started blasting. <laughs> you got your full slow-mo action scene with the shells landing on the floor in slow motion. People running and jumping behind things, crates exploding into splinters. <laughs> so I can imagine the scene now. And by the time you've emptied all of the rounds, it goes tick, tick tick and we come back into sort of normal time the station is empty it's a wasteland of dented metal ripped up plasticrete exploded boxes clouds of corpse starch floating in the recirculated air but there is there are not there's nothing alive on the platform Hey, uh, Mr. Battle there, uh, sir, I think we're going to have to go with plan B. Um, well, we're all alive, so <laughs> I think, um, I think, plan, <laughs> I think plan, plan has worked out this far. Oh, it's um, fantastic, sir. I mean, don't get me wrong. Thank you for saving my life and sister. Your shooting was amazing, but uh, I have a feeling that uh, everybody knows we're here now. Um, I don't expect any more neophyte hybrids. Yeah, it's acolytes and up from here on out. <laughs> so when you throw um, a gene stealer at us, that's when we know we're done for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we need to get ourselves off this platform. Uh, Octavian, um, you you you're going to give us some information, right? We need a map of the area and we can get off. So I'm going to hack the system. Beep 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 beep. Uh, tech. What's the difficulty? Uh, difficulty is five because they've messed with the system and it doesn't follow Imperial protocol. <gasps> Heresy! <laughs> How do? <laughs> yeah, that will do. Is, it, is, is Octavian going to put it back to Imperial system? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> While I'm hacking it, I'll reprogram it. We That's have to, in the wrong place. We have that to realign. No, no, it's appeasing the machine spirit of this data. Of this uh, data, you, you appease device. the machine spirit by returning it to a placid and calm state of imperial harmony. Okay. You are on level twelve eighty okay. of this hive, which is basically ground level. There are a couple of dozens of levels below you. But you know that you want to get to 703. 703. Now, interestingly, this area appears to be quite heavily cordoned off. More to stop other people getting in here than to stop people getting out there. It looks like um, somebody has monkeyed with the systems down here a lot and really messed things up so that anybody trying to make their way into this level would have to go through loads of checks and searches and would show up really obviously to anybody who was monitoring systems. Or, you know, they turn up and fire an auto cannon down the yeah. platform. Actually mm. coming through the, the train gate with an auto cannon is probably the best way to have surprised these guys. If you'd tried coming in here through any other level, they'd have known you were coming a good half a dozen levels in advance. They've overtaken the lifts and the stairwells. 
getting yourself access to their versions of the system has shown you how much control they've got. And it looks like they control about half of this base level. But that also means controlling access to what goes in and out of the hive. It would appear the infestation here is worse than we thought. Indeed. I was never that optimistic. So uh, the uh, boss, does, uh, does that mean uh, if we're working for this, uh, the alien inquisitor now instead of the witch inquisitor now, does that mean uh, we are supposed to deal with this, uh, wh what do you call it, sister, infestation? Or are we still going after the book? Sakar, we don't have the numbers to deal with this. Yeah, it would we, take um, a, it would take my full order to deal with something yeah, like this. Yeah, but, but sister, I, to... I just saw what you just did, sister. I think you could probably do this all by yourself. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the vote. Well, I appreciate the vote of confidence. I can assure you that we had the element of surprise. If we yeah. hadn't, this would have been a lot harder. And we should move quickly. Yeah, we need to. We need uh, the quickest way to get out. And we need to send a signal out to say, so people up hive know what's down hive. Uh, your best bet is to go up hive and then send a signal. Yeah, 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 I think so. So you've got a couple of choices. You can hijack an elevator, in which case they'll know you've gone. Yeah. Or you can blitz your way up the stairs. They'll probably still know that you've gone, but you'll be able to take them with you. The lift will be quicker. The stairs will be messier. 300 levels <laughs> yeah even, even the sister... go up 300 <laughs> levels of stairs yeah even even the sister of battle doesn't like the idea of going up 300 levels of stairs so yeah. the lift will yeah. suffice yeah that's <laughs> why aaron gets up at 5 a.m so he could do 300 levels of stairs exactly it's, it's nothing to me but you guys might get tired <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm gonna get tired i'm tired I look, I look about i look at one flight Mm. Um, so how, how's our guardman is he, is he armed still and whatnot? he is he's a little bit Jack Sparrow about the whole thing he's pointing his gun in kind of the right direction excellent you're on point <laughs> I'm on point that's what being the leader is all about putting him on point means he doesn't shoot any of you by accident oh, okay. that's why the sister put him on point <laughs> yeah, I just took all the ammo out of his gun <laughs> 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 well, either way, he's all right. So, right what's now. the plan? Elevator, elevator, yeah. Get out okay, of this so the nearest elevator, Dan. You managed to pluck it out of the system. Um, it's locked down. You've you can see where it is, how to gain access to it. Shouldn't be a problem for your skills. But I also want to make it so that no one else gains access to it while we're using it, okay. And can you get can you get me an open com to whoever's in charge down here? I can. It depends who's in charge, though. Well, also Julius, an, an open an open uh, communications probably not wise. They probably have their own version of Octavian. Um, the last thing we need is a tech battle. I don't think I've got wisdom on my. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wisdom is my dumpster. Yeah, I don't think I've got wisdom. Um. Yeah. No. Definitely no wisdom. I, I don't have cunning either. Sakar is very cunning. <laughs> That's okay. Which is why he's hanging back, waiting. <laughs> I'll just well, one thing I'll Let me sister. deal with the lift. 
Yeah, deal with the myth. It's just that we don't know whoever's in charge has not been compromised already. Yeah. All right, so you make your way to the lift. I think there's definitely going to be a tech battle. I can feel it. Uh, nobody's really sneaking in particular, or does anybody want to range out ahead and be sneaky? Oh, I'm going to range out ahead and be sneaky. Let's have a, If you do want to like do a little bit of spotting, let's have some stealth checks. Okay. Can I, I'm going to use a thingy. What's it? Now they are Laurie. opposed, I believe, and we are looking at you going against their awareness. It'd so, be, um, it should be their static awareness. Yep. Passive awareness is four. Oh, I got Oof. five successes, so I'm all good. Are you ranging as well, Aaron? Oh, no, no, no. Sakar is standing right next to the sister. He is like, <laughs> no, no, not unless so, he gets ordered to. <laughs> Julius, you go sneaking out ahead and you clock a little emplacement by the elevator. Looks to be three guys. They don't. One of them doesn't look right. Two of them look like normal humans. One of them's really hunched over. His head looks a little bit mutated. Okay, I'll. Um, he looks older than the others as well. Okay. I'm going to quick feed through the coordinates to um, Sister Open. Because I'm assuming as soon as you put your gun sight on, you'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, she, she beats back to you and asks you if there's any emplacements, as in gun emplacements, that she needs to be aware of. Okay, well, I'll tell you that. It looks more like they're, they're sort of got some crates and okay. rifles. Provides right. barricade. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it in is it in range for a grenade? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, you have to grenade... bounce the grenade off the lift. Okay. Grenades no. are four no. meters times your strength. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So wherever your strength gonna, is yeah, times. No, that's fine. And so basically all I'll do is I'll just get my gun ready so that when they pop up to take a shot at the rest of them. I'll um, hit him with a combat shotgun. Okay. Right, since you know they're there, Sister Evelyn can go first. <laughs> <laughs> so I've obviously spoken to Julius. I've got a rundown. There's a hunched over one and two normal human looking ones. Sister Evelyn rightly knows that something that's mutated or hunched over is probably harder to kill. Tactical training says kill the hard one first and then splat the other ones with your boot later. Um, so she is going to walk around the corner. And as she does, a ray of light beams down upon her as she activates with a faith point, divine guidance, giving herself a rank bonus times two um, in her ballistic skill. So that is, I do believe, we are rank three now, aren't we? We are. Yes, we are. Yeah, so that's plus six to her Yikes. ballistic skill. Um, and she is going to attempt to shoot this person in the face. Okay. Defense is three. Um, so I got nine successes with two shifts. So I will shift uh, both those over to damage. Okay. Uh, and she does another point of damage. So in total, she does uh, thirteen damage. Okay. Well, and, uh, would, resilience would they be, is seven. Would they be classed as being in half range? 
so my, my range of my bolt gun, uh, so short range, oh, sorry, short range, uh, 12 meters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so this I, is an under hive. You're not going to get line of sight. So, so I need to roll two more d6 for damage. So I get two extra damage dice if, they, if I'm in rapid fire range, which is short range. And so I get another point of damage. So it's 14 points of damage. All right, so resilience nice. is seven. Oh, actually, no, because I'm brutal. It's actually two more points of damage. So, yeah. Sorry. So, so it's just, <laughs> it's 15 points of damage. So they take eight wounds. Yes, that is correct, if they have resilience seven. Wowzer. <laughs> That's what happens when you get to roll that many dice. Now, how does one transfer wounds to shock? Uh, um, you roll your shock, don't you? Your determination. So, yes, yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm. And any successes, the wounds go from wounds to shock. Well, it looks but, like they don't uh, have determination. No, no, yeah, no they for do. A, for an enemy, Spend yeah, one yeah. ruin to roll 66. Hoo-yah! Here we go. I actually get to do something with those ruin points. <laughs> oh, look at that. One, two, three, four. Four to shock. Four so four shock. of those shift over to shock. So it's not completely down. How much shock does he have? Five. Okay. So yeah, when you get down to zero shock, you have to do a leadership test, don't you? Or run away, I guess. Yeah. So you so, hit this creature, person, man thing with a bolt of fire. And the explosion blasts it backwards into the elevator and it crumples to the ground. And then an extra arm comes up out of its fatigues with one three clawed hand on it. It kind of gets hold of the metal of the the elevator frame, pulls it upright. Suffer not the alien. And then the other two of them are going to open fire. I suggest we use a glory point to intercede and put someone else in that in that gap. Yeah. Let's seize the initiative. <laughs> Let's seize the initiative. Okay. Can I shoot them with my combat shotgun then? I would assume so. I assume you were close I'm, enough. I'm, to... I'm not going to. I'm not going to frag grenade them at this range. <laughs> Might destroy the elevator anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you thought 300 step floors of stairs were going to be hard. Imagine 300 floors of climbing up a rope. Um, can I use some glory? Can I use glory? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Yeah. Use a glory point. We've got plenty of it. Um, wrath critical. Ooh. What's their defense, though? Which depends shoot- which one he's shooting. I assume Fine. he's shooting the normal human ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can shoot that. Their defense is only two. Oh, nice. so you do hit them. Okay, so damage nine, ED one. So does that mean I roll one D six? Yeah, roll one D six. And then uh four, five, six. Page one hundred and ninety-seven. And then you gotta roll two D six for your critical. Oh no, yep. I did that wrong to time. Yeah, you just need to roll one D six. Roll one D six. Roll space one D six. So you get another point of damage. So is that nine plus one plus yeah. one point? Yeah. It's and then roll two d six for your critical hit. Is it a d sixty six or it is? Oh, yeah. But if you do d sixty six, it doesn't give you sensible answers. Yeah, on that's right. So when we click so that, fifty four. Oh crikey! 
Crimson, Crimson Ash. Ash. The attack sears into the foe, fusing flesh into a charred ruin. The assault wreaths the target in burning fury, making a smouldering mess of sinew and bone. Target suffers 1d3 plus 1 wounds and is on fire. That's rough. Must so I... How much damage did you do, Simon? Uh, I did 9 plus 1, 10. Plus another 3, or plus another 4, because it's d3 so plus... 10 gets through its resilience. It has 5 wounds. Uh, so you do four of them and then you do the extra wounds. How many extra wounds? Three. Uh, it was D3 plus one, wasn't it? D2 plus four. one, yeah. Four more. Four so more you, well, one, your you combat shotgun makes a pulped ruin of the torso of the first guy to turn around with his auto gun, leaving you safe from him. His companion, however... is going to shoot at you with an auto gun using his ballistic skill. Uh, one, two, three successes. What's so your... Two resilience eight. So he hits you. Does seven plus one ED. Right. Seven. So seven points of damage. Your resilience takes off eight. Eight <laughs> of those seven points of damage. So minus one, you heal a wound. <laughs> but you fear he may have damaged the collar on your. Oh, wow. Second favourite outfit. I'm going to have to get, get my... Well, the thing is, I've already used my fashion, fashionista at this location, so I can't <laughs> use it again. Okay, so uh, we've got Rez or Octavian. Who wants to go next? Oh, is... let Rez. Okay. Are we with... Uh, are these guys within movement range? I, can, I use my movement action to... Maybe if you had more movement than a normal person technically should be allowed to have. Really want to be showing that, <laughs> but I'd have to. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Res is. Uh... You got a las gun though, and we gave you a las gun from. Oh uh, yeah, 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 and I've yeah, I've got it. Yeah, so all right, I will. Uh, I'll try to shoot this. Uh, I'll try to shoot my hand cannon because that's what he's got. That more familiar with than his las gun. He is uh, not a particularly adept shot, but we'll give it a we'll give it a roll. Uh, what's the difficulty number, or what this guy's defense is? That uh, the. If you're shooting the regular-looking guy, his defense is only two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not deprive the sister of killing the three-armed thing. That's freak. It freaks the car out too much, anyway. So, <laughs> all right, let's uh, four Dude. successes. Okay, uh, ten damage. Ten damage. Resilience six. Wounds five. So. He is quite horribly injured, but not entirely out of the battle yet. That's sister, fine. Did, did, did you see that, sister? I actually hit somebody with this thing. I'd never shot it before in my life. This is Concentrate, amazing. Rez. We're in a battle. He says, waving the hand cannon <laughs> in your face. Yeah, the, emperor, the emperor is clearly on our side. He's here, like sister. really excited, <laughs> waving it. And the sister's like, we're in a battle. Concentrate. 
And then uh, that, so we switch over to them again, or they've all had a go now. So it depends because you, you didn't give a go to the free arm. I didn't that, give a go to no. the free arm guy because you surprised him. So okay, I'm going to let him have a go, and he is going to absolutely charge the living crap out of you. <laughs> Sister, is that uh, now? Sister, is that a is that a mutant or is that is that a a, a Xenos? It's both. Kill it. <laughs> All right. I, fair, fair enough, sister. I just uh, he's got multi attack, <laughs> which means he's going to charge you and attack you. I'm going to say multi attack means it can attack multiple people. Well, any any of us could multi attack, but you have to add plus two. Yeah, he's particularly good at it. It's because he's got the extra arms. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. so he probably doesn't suffer the penalty for doing multiple attacks, uh, yep. Yep. but he still Reduces has the, action. the penalty by two difficulty, yeah. But he yep, also yep. St he still has the action limitation, so he can when he's in amongst us, he can make multiple attacks. But if he's got to do an action to get in, so all right, well, he fun. swarms at you and tries to take a hit. Now, this is weird because he doesn't have a oh, it comes off his strength, doesn't it? Yeah, strength, yep, for hand to hand combat. Yeah, he should. He should have weapon. He should have a weapon skill stat, though. He does have a weapon skill, but that's ranged weapon. Oh no, it's not weapon no, skill. Weapon mm. skill. Weapon skill. Ballistic skill. <laughs> yes. So that is one, one two, two, three. If four. you're hitting the sister, you've got more than. If you've got more than two, you, you've hit her. Okay, so hits the sister. Is he hitting me with a rending claw? He is hitting you with a rending claw. Yeah, he's not hitting me with a rending claw. I'm going to use two <laughs> two faith points to just say no. That attack misses me. <laughs> probably wise because eleven. Yeah, yeah, very much. And it's like it's, yeah, and it's also probably AP like three or four. So I don't want to take that AP minus two. Yeah, so okay. this guy's only got Diddy rending claw. Yes, yeah, so he's uh, not a yeah. full-on patriarch or anything. So the emperor protects as he goes to strike her. A blinding light comes over her shoulder and sort of flashes in his eyes for a second, and he's. Blade, blade claws barely missed. But the yeah, that of arm that he's hitting her with is coming out of his back. It looks like, and it's segmented and almost chitinous, like an insect arm. Mm, fascinating. Bears <laughs> down on her with these razor sharp claws, and then this flash of light from her halo distracts it, and it misses with the claws and hits with the chitin, which bounces off her holy ceramite. It transfers the go over to you. That would be Octavian. I um so I don't really have a lot to shoot with. I think I've only got a uh, last oh, pistol. Got a claw coming out. Oh, you you got an edge. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, you've got I, a ball I, pistol. I, no, last pistol. Oh, to say you had a ball, ball pistol. That's not just a little bit. <laughs> Jesus, no. Uh, gear. Uh, yeah, last pistol equipped. <laughs> so I will try and shoot. Um, although I am awfully good at other things, ballistic skill is not one of them. What's the difficulty? Uh, it depends on whether you're shooting the normal guy or um, Mr. Three Arms. The one that's not in hand to hand combat. Okay, so difficulty is defensive two. Oh, that's All right, that's easier. Wow. Nice. Nice. With a critical one, two nice. dice. That's pretty good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, but you've rolled on your ballistic skill and not on the gun. Well, the ballistic skill is the gun. Oh, oh, you mean as far as... Yeah, uh, I so we don't know. Oh, so damage from a LAS pistol does... 
Last pistol is seven, seven damage with damage ED1. So he could potentially get another roll 1d6 and get a bit more damage. Okay. I see what you mean. Um... If you go into the combat tab, you can normally roll your gun if it's been set up properly. I don't think it has. Okay. Well, roll 1d6. Oh, yes. Oh, no, it has. Oh, sorry. Um, should I just roll 1d6? Yeah. And that was... Slash roll, was that slash? Yeah. Get that right this time. What I did then? Oh, you didn't succeed on that roll, so oh, it's okay. not giving us the damage option. Just roll the one. Oh, you rolled the one d six, and you got a six, so that's an extra point of damage. So, how much damage is that, Dan? You were paying attention. Uh, eight. Damage eight. 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 So six of them are reduced by his resilience. Uh, your last pistol is enough to off the last remaining neophyte. <laughs> Pew. He was an alien monstrosity. Yeah, I know, but I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just came in last and shot him. That's fine. You teamed up with Rez to take it down. Triage. You know, the king of the misericord. <laughs> Slip in at the end and ease their battlefield trauma. That's what I was going to say then. <laughs> um, let's have another go at that rending claw on, on Dan then. Uh, it comes with it back nope. to the top, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, it does come back to the top. Yeah, yeah. it comes yeah, back to the top, and we get to pick first. So, yes, unsurprisingly, did. the Sister of Battle is going to shoot him. Now, I'm shooting into close combat, which means if I get a RAF complication, it means it hits an unintended target. So, I apologise if I accidentally hit one of you. Well, I think, to be fair, if it hits an unintended target at this range, that target will be you. <laughs> I can't shoot myself. <laughs> no, but you can shoot the bolter and have it glance off this guy's chitin into your face. Oh, I like Ooh, it. I like yeah, it. That's good. Well, I'll, I will take A because we're point blank range. Um, and we'll see how this goes, shall we? Somehow I don't think you'll fail. Defense no. is three. No, rough complication. There it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> rough complication. I've hit myself, apparently. <laughs> can, you, um, can you use your faith to? Because um, you're not re-rolling it, it's faith. What's that? Faith my my faith rolls. Yeah, yeah, I would, but I'm more scared of his rending claws than I am. I am of my own bolt gum. Okay. Okay, Dan, please roll your damage to yourself. Oh, cool, lovely. Oh, Thankfully not. No. So you still uh, did hit him. No, no, I don't hit him because well, it, for the if you're shooting into melee. It specifically says the, the, the downside of shooting into melee okay. yeah, yeah. is if you get a RAF complication, yeah. it hits an unintended target. Okay. So, so you do shoot. And if this had been a normal person, you feel that the bolt round would have gone in, but it glances off of something inside this guy's coveralls and reflects the bolt back onto you because of the angle that you're shooting at. Lovely. Excellent. Thankfully, I have resilience 10. <laughs> so... I'm okay. Um, so your but, own bolt, you feel the heat and the blast against it, your chest. It's probably as if, like, like in real life, if you, you get hit in a bulletproof vest, it still hurts. Yeah, there's going to be a not dead. <laughs> so it does like, hurt. By the way, I yeah. mean, I've been shot. I've been shot in a flak jacket. It did. Uh, it did break my collarbone and crack two ribs. Oh. Yeah. Now I'm a rending claw. You. 
Yeah. I know. I'm going to spend a glory and seize the initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to hurt someone. So uh, This is like the Star Wars game that I ran where people kept stopping me from cutting Jedi's hands off. Rez sees uh, the sister in trouble, drops his, uh, his pistol as a free action, draws his mono, uh, mono knife, and does an all-out attack on this thing because he's terrified that this thing is going to kill the sister. Um, Who's the only thing protecting him from the father. Exactly. Uh, and you said de- his uh, defense is four? His defense is three. three? His okay. resilience is seven. Okay. Seven successes. Yikes. One one possible shift. So I'm going to shift that over to damage. And I'd like to spend two more points of our glory to shift four additional damage dice as well, if that's okay with you guys. That's fine by me. So his armor is reduced by one and... It's your strength roll. plus three plus five, I think you just shifted. Yeah. So my strength, uh, my strength is four, seven, ten points of damage, and reduces his arm, and his armor is reduced by one. So his resilience is okay. Reduced. So his armor is reduced to six. So he takes four points of damage. Uh, takes four points of damage. Now he'd shifted some over there before, but you drive your you, you kind of pin yourself onto the back of this guy and just stab and stab and stab and stab and stab with your mono knife right into the collarbone of this guy and he just kind of stops looks kind of surprised you can see this look of surprise in his face sister evelyn as this tiny parasitical hive dwelling human pile drives into him and rips into his throat slashes open his carotid there's darker than usual blood spraying everywhere over you and your kit and sakar and his kit he sort of slides off of you and his claws scrape down your chest plate as he goes with a squealing sound and doing no damage <laughs> and flopping to the ground just kind of pinning Sakar to the floor. And Sakar is now reaching around and stabbing him in the chest as well. Still going. And he's saying, he's going, for the emperor, for the emperor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, Sister Evelyn's like, the emperor works in mysterious ways. <laughs> and uh, kind of like, Sakar, you're okay now. You can stop. And then like uses a boot to roll the creature off of him. <laughs> Sister Evelyn, are you okay? Because I... When when that bolt around uh, hit you in the chest, I mean, I was I was the emperor. The emperor said, "Kill that thing," and I was like, "Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir." I'm fine, Sakar. And she goes down and re- reaches out with her hand and offers him a hand up. You hear that squelchy noise as she grabs it. <laughs> I'm a mess, sister. That he was very he was very juicy. <laughs> he, he was quite juicy. But in the aftermath of the carnage of this battle, looking closer, you can see that there is no way you could have mistaken this for a human. This was an entirely different kind of thing. This is an alien human hybrid of some kind. This isn't a mutant. This is very much uh, an acolyte hybrid of the probably second generation 
based on what you already know. So mostly human looking, except for the weird elongated and fattened head and this extra arm tucked away inside his coveralls that he reached out with. From a distance in bad light, covered with a cloak, you might mistake him as human, but he would never be able to lead a normal life. So the fact that he was out openly on this level, standing guard is a worrying sign as well. But the elevator stands before you. And as Octavian beat boops it open, and you step in. <laughs> you step in to leave this floor for the, the 700 levels. And I imagine Father Majestus is burning everything as we go. Father Majestus is burning everything in your, <laughs> in your wake. I'm burning you, and I'm burning you. It's, it's like Oprah with the car, except <laughs> it's, it's Father Majestus with a You flamer. get some fire. You get, you a get flamer, some fire. You get you a flamer, and you get a flamer. And he's just torching all of the things. And you kind of bundle your way into the lift. Your armour has seen better days. It's going to need some tender loving care tonight before you go to bed. It's going to be a good couple of hours of buffing out some of these stains and some of these scratch marks. But you lived to tell. And the emperor has protected. And the lift begins to make its way upwards. And that is about where I think we should finish this session because we've hit that sort of time where it's time to wrap it up and send all the little boys to their beds. <laughs> so thank you very much for joining us this evening. Uh, we have been Garbler Games and we'll continue to be Garbler Games, we hope. Uh, tomorrow, Dan, what are we doing? Tomorrow night, if everything goes to plan, we're going to be doing Cyberpunk Red, Night City Highs. Yeah. And then in the evening, Aaron? Uh, Garblag North America, we will be uh, going back to Octoon Cthulhu as the crew makes its way to Rome. Stylish. Friday, we've got The Enemy Within. Uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Uh, the return of the Blessed Annika into the game with Aaron and Co, who will hopefully be a bit nicer to a holy magic person compared <laughs> to the wizard who got told off a lot. And then it's the weekend where we don't do things unless we do. But we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We've got... Um, over on Gartopia, the Discord channel, we've got some stuff going down, lots of chat going on. The, um, the GIF war has entered a new, somewhat more heated, yet also curiously more intellectual phase, as people are being a bit cleverer about it. There's talk of the new... Intellectual? Really? Oh, yeah, we're, we're getting proper highbrow <laughs> oh, yeah. in that GIF Absolutely, war. Absolutely, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Gartopia magazine is coming out shortly for our patrons who are going to be getting several pages of cool background lore story and fun stuff and then next week we're back with hopefully Coriolis on Tuesday this on Wednesday Cyberpunk on Thursday North America doing Starfinder next Starfinder week. Space on Thursday and then Friday next week is 
probably Monster of the Week, but might be Star Wars or Marvel, depending on whether or not we manage to bully Matt into doing stuff for us. <laughs> Pete, are you there, Pete? Can you hear me? Seance time. Pete, I'm finished, mate. Help me. Make them all go away, Pete. <laughs> Help us, happening. Pete. You're, you're our only hope. <laughs> Help us, Pete. You're our only hope. Okay, goodbye.